This week, we're going to be talking about the relationship between marketing and sales. Obviously, I am a marketer. Uh, my guest today is a or is in sales, um, but I will let her introduce herself. So I will hand over to Kristen. I'm Kristen Hoffman. I am a senior account executive at Netline Corp. Um, I am based in uh, the U.S. I actually your first U.S. guest on this show. You are indeed our, our first U.S. guest. So there you go. First, first female and first U.S. Look at that. Um, cool. So yeah, I um, so I'm a company called Netline. Um, I specialize in marketing services. So we actually um, connected uh, via LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, and then we got talking, and then I guess over the last few weeks. Um, couple of months maybe we've we've just spoken um from time to time each week on uh one of my posts or one of your posts or you've tagged me in something or vice versa um which got us to talking about um potentially you coming on the podcast when i started it i think you've sort of um followed that journey um uh, since we we started it so that's um that's sort of a bit of background about getting you on the podcast um, and as i said at the start we're going to be talking about the sort of, like you said, the evolution of um, sales and marketing and how marketing or sales rely on marketing um, and how that's going to change uh, in 2022, 2023. So yeah. um, I think the, the first thing to sort of cover would be let's set the scene of a standard um, relationship between marketing and sales. I mean, you sell to marketers. So that's an interesting dynamic as well. But what would you say is the standard um, out the box, off the shelf setup between sales and marketing today? Yeah. So with the caveat that, of course, every every organization is different. Um, I find that sales and marketing teams tend to have some of the best opportunities to learn from one another. Um, and the teams that choose to actively learn from one another, right? The, the teams that are, um, you know, relaying information back and forth um, smoothly, you know, those tend to be those who, um, you know, tend to, tend to be really on top of it. You know, they, 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 they really get their audience. Um, you know, they have the data marketing may have that data to back up. Hey, this is, this is who our audience is. And this is who they're, you know, this is how they're engaging in sales and specifically those in, in full cycle and SDR roles, they're the boots on the ground and they're saying, Hey, yeah, this data you gave us, it tracks, it makes sense. But this is what I'm hearing when I go to this ICP and you know, this is the feedback that I'm getting. So in that kind of perfect situation, you know, they can, it can be, it can be a really great feedback loop. Now we're not always in that perfect situation, right? And um, there can be times where just, you know, different sets of, you know, different KPIs or, or different goals can um, make it so that feedback doesn't exactly happen as it's supposed to, right? Um, and that's when you can start to get that, that breakdown 
of, um, you know, we've all heard it. Sales is complaining that marketing isn't giving them great leads and marketing is complaining because sales isn't following up on the leads. And then it becomes kind of this, um, you know, a back and forth around, um, you know, around a, around a single concept um, and a very short term or short, um, short sighted concept. When in reality, um, when you're looking at kind of that long term growth or that long term engagement, you know, there can be so much, you know, you can learn so much from one another. I was going to um, just sort of pull up one of those um, points that you made where you often mm -hmm. get this uh, ping pong tennis match, that, that fight, that back and forth that you spoke about between sales and marketing. And I think um, I've worked in um, a few different companies now. The company that I work in is uh, right now is a startup. The previous mm -hmm. companies I've worked in were very much uh, at least 30, 40 years old, big, big companies where there was a marketing function and a sales function that were, you know, tens of people. And what I found is since moving from those old, old school or just um, sort of legacy companies is that the relationship there was a lot worse than it is in the the tech startup, the more modern uh, modern company. Now, as as you said, I know that that is a case by case, a company by company sort of setup. But do you find that when you're speaking to companies, that potentially some of the slightly older legacy companies have worse relationships? Uh, than some of these new companies that may have demand gen as, as a role, for example, or do you, uh, do you not see that? One thing that I have noticed is, you know, the, you know, the, the makeup of, let's say a startup and a legacy organization can be, can be really different. So when I think startup, you know, I think lean, I think, you know, to your point, it's, you know, perhaps it's a, maybe it's a marketing team of half a dozen and like a, a sales team of that, that matches that tends to be leaner. So there can be, um, a lot of times that, that lends itself to having that sort of better, those, those better communication channels around, Hey, this is working. This isn't working. Right. When you look at your legacy companies and this is, based on my experience, I've actually, um, I, I don't have a lot of experience in the startup space. I've actually always been with legacy companies. And one thing that, that um, you know, I always kind of learned from those was you may not necessarily have like a super, super close alignment um just due to the the size of the company right and the 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 sheer number of folks but there's more of an opportunity to learn from others who may not be in sales or marketing um you know they may be in events um i came from media they may be in editorial they may be in operations so there can be more of that um more of that opportunity to to learn from different areas um and and use those pieces to kind of help um with your go-to-market um approach so i mean that's just one thing that that i've i've picked up from personal experience um, in terms of like my day to day and who I work with, um, you know, it tends to be across the board. Um, you know, there are you know, a lot of smaller startups, um, you know, that are eager to talk. Um, but there are, there are also, um, 
you know, some big names and legacy organizations that are that are also looking to talk. And I find that in terms of strategy and tactics, um, you know, they don't really change. Um, it's just, you know, how can we use these tools and tactics to, to help us be top of mind or, or reach that audience or, or build that authority? What I will say is I, um, I am a big believer in personally raising my hand and saying, hey, I, I, I don't understand this or, um, oh, can I have a little bit more information around this? Or, hey, what do you think about using this type of strategy um, to, to get in front of this particular audience? And I've, I have found in my professional career that, you know, as a, as a sales rep, that, that's helped me gr uh, quite a bit. Just like, hey, how, you know, how can I work with the folks who are um, maybe not necessarily being gold on the exact same thing, but, you know, they have the same overall goal. You know, what can I learn from them? What can they tell me? And just having kind and just having those, those casual conversations um, as, as a way to, to, to just learn more and, um, you know, build, build that rapport. Are you talking about um, better understanding their job and what they are KPI to do so that you uh, can, I guess, better inform your day-to-day, your, -day, your job, your sort of de de deliverables? Oh, absolutely. Um, it's funny. I was, um, I was talking to one of um, my colleagues it's actually on um, the partnership side a couple about a week ago, and um, I know that she was um, uh, she was um, looking into different types of, of software for a project that she was working on. Um, I work with marketers every day who are looking to get their software potentially in front of their audience. So I just um, I called her up and said, "Hey, like, what is what is your process been? You know, if you're looking and you're trying to find, you know, this software." in a crowded space, like, what are you actually looking for? What is jumping out at you? And like, what's, what's worked, what hasn't? And you know, we had a really good conversation about you know, her, her specific approach, you know, to, um, to searching and testing and, you know, what goes into that decision-making process. Um, and, you know, I, I think as a, as a sales rep and as, as a, as a marketer too, you know, curiosity is going to be your curiosity is is your is going to be um, what really stands out and and can be a really great driver in your career. I think um, it's an interesting thing you were saying there about um, speaking with someone um, in a different department, whatever that might be, that say mm -hmm. partnerships or marketing, to understand um, their you know, their logical thinking behind something that they're um, a campaign or activity that they're running. But there's a a perfectly well, it's, it's, sorry it's a constant never-ending cycle if you think about it between sales and marketing because i would listen to sales on the phone and i would listen to calls to understand what our icp is saying and then that would fuel potentially an improved message and in me improving that message online or in our campaigns or in our podcasts or in our content we may create more demand mm -hmm. to then go back through into sales so it's that really it's almost a never-ending cycle between the two departments if you really 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 think about it and it should be when when you're in sales it's okay what do i do to get you know what do i do to create that interest what do i do to get that call back 
What do I do to, to set that call? What do I do to get that proposal? What do I do to close, right? And it's kind of plodding along. Um, you're, you're plodding along to an endpoint. But to your point, it, it's, it's so much more than that, right? You may, you, you may be plodding along to that endpoint on, on one specific deal or with one specific account, but it's always evolving and it's always changing. Um, you know, you don't, you don't close that deal, then suddenly, um, you wash your hands of it and, um, okay, you know, I learned what I needed to learn, you know, lather, rinse, repeat. It's okay. What can I, what did I learn from this? What can I do to apply it to my next, you know, um, that next cycle and what can we, how can we always be, you know, using this information to, to evolve that process? I mean, like what, what I, like, for example, this podcast right here, I'm sure you have learned just in these seven episodes, you have learned some really cool things that it's like, oh, wow, I, I perhaps hadn't thought about that. Or um, oh, I'm going to bring that back to my sales team or, oh, uh, you know, let's let's put a pin in this and, um, you know, dig into that a little bit more. And it's something that perhaps wouldn't have come up if, if this wasn't something that you are you're actively chasing or actively looking to um, to learn about. No, I mean, it was actually this week that um, one of our CS um, guys mentioned that um, one of the customers said, oh, by the way, um, loving the podcast, um, awesome. keep it up. And it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's, that, it's that direct feedback that comes from uh, client success, which is, you know, a form of sales mm-hmm. um, that comes back into me and that sits in marketing that will drive or influence the, f- the content of the future of uh, in the next sort of three months, six months which could then again um, attract more people. It could um, educate our existing customers or educate um, potential new customers. And it, it, again, it's just that direct relationship between the, the, the two departments. So yeah. in terms of, um, I guess, for those that are um, potentially in companies that don't necessarily have the best relationship between marketing and sales for, for whatever reason, I think, from my personal experience, it seems to be that um, if uh, a marketing lead closes um, in sales, historically, sales would be like, "No, that, that's that's our deal. That's you know, that's our, that's our revenue." And marketing would be like, "Well, that's that's our revenue," uh, and you're almost fighting over it. But like we've already said, it's it's one number, it's one team. So for those that are stuck in the middle of that battle between sales and marketing. Have you noticed any tips or have you seen any actionable um, sort of methods to better bridge the gap or better connect the two teams? My first job, I I, I had this boss and um, gosh, I, I remember him telling me this in his office and I, I, I think about it every day. Like, no lie, I think about it every day. He said, you know, there's always a natural push and pull between sales and you know his example was production because we were um as an um, seo and e-marketing um there's always going to be this natural push and pull between um sales and production or sales and marketing and that's just the way it is some days things may lean a little bit more towards um sales some days it may lean a little bit more towards marketing but what i learned from that is 
you put your sales skills to use. It's how do like what can I do personally to, you know, help um help facilitate that outcome that I want. It's okay, well, maybe I do reach out to this team and learn a little bit more about their day-to-day. Um let's let's, you know, let's talk. And it and it it um you know, it doesn't always need to be like, hey, these are the three things that I need from you right now to close this deal. It's it's just get to know your teammates on more of that personal level. Um, and it, and to me, at least, I, I know that's always helped. You know, that that can go a long way. It's it's building. You know, they say sales is sales is all about personal relationships. The same thing goes for within your internal teams, you know, Um sales reps marketing doesn't only exist to to send you um information you know it is a core part of the organization it is building that brand it's building that message it's 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 getting out to to many potential eyes many potential customers so you can have those one-to-one conversations and close and you know use that information um to help you grow because there's a lot to learn out there it's interesting you talk about the building that personal rapport between the two departments or, you know, key members of the team, because I, I actually sit um, in the middle of the CS and sales team uh, in the <laughs> office. And at first that was, very, I think at first it was basically, that was the, the, the desk that was free when I first joined the company. There's been two or th- <laughs> There's been two or three desk moves since then, and I've chosen to stick with uh, the sales and CS teams because the amount of stuff that I hear on the phones and the amount of things that we talk about after phone calls or just day to day in that 40 hours a week that we're in the office is unbelievable. And what that then means is they don't mind tapping me on the shoulder and say, look, I've just had this really good um, call. Um, but I'm thinking like it could have been better if we did this, or it could have been better if I perhaps had something that was very slightly different to what we've already got, or someone mentioned something on the, on the website that didn't quite make sense. And then I can go and have a look at it and think, well, that's great feedback. You didn't have to phone, you didn't have to phone me or walk upstairs and speak to someone you've never met. And because we have that, uh, you know, really great relationship, things get actioned a lot more quickly. Things are far more, I, don't, well, I guess I'm more open to things. They're more open to things because we sit next to each other every single day, which has been a massive, massive help. I love that, you know, cause, uh, you know, speaking from that sales, that sales side, it's, you know, we, we have revenue goals, um, you know, some places you have activity goals. So it can be kind of scary as a sales rep to hear, oh, um, hey, Jamie from marketing wants to talk to you about those last three calls or, oh, he picked up on this. You know, um, why, you know, why don't you um, why don't you connect and see if there's, you know, something that that, um, you know, you can um, you can pick up from him or, or learn to do better. And that is I mean, that's that's so scary. That's scary in any role. And that's uh, and that's scary in sales. So to have that rapport to say, hey, you know, I'm over. Uh, this is what I'm overhearing. And for your colleagues to be able to say, oh, um, my potential client thinks this is odd. Can you take a look at it? I mean, that is amazing. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I I love hearing that. 
No, it's um, it it honestly does work very, very, very well. And we, one of my previous companies, they used to do, oh, you know, spend a day in the life of a, a another another employee, which was great. Yeah. But you only went, you only saw their day to day for one day ever, and that was it. Whereas you know, sitting in in that department all day every day, and I think sort of in line with that, I don't obviously I don't know what the setup is at your company or, or various other companies, but we're all chasing the same revenue uh, mm-hmm. figure. So I, I have a revenue figure that I have to, um, you know, fuel. The sales guys have a revenue figure that they have to fuel and we're all aiming for the same figure and rather than me having, I guess, um, softer KPIs of you need to give me a hundred names. It's mm-hmm. you need to be driving, you need to be driving revenue. That is, that is the expectation. So we're actually talking about the same goal day to day as well. My goal is the same as the sales guys. I just employ slightly different methods in order to get to that, uh, to get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, um, so when I was with, when I was with Hims, um, I was in, I was in the Portland main office and him, Hims was actually, um, they embraced remote work well before COVID. And um, the main office um, was actually, um, was originally um, an, a, a publisher that they had acquired. So um, not a lot of the sales team was based in Maine. Uh, actually, none of the sales team was. Um, but the marketing teams, the operations team, the events teams, and the client success teams were. So... I, um, you know, when I was really like learning about the sales process, I, I, I got one thing that I, that I loved about that setup is I got to see the pre-sales and post-sales process up front too. So it was, okay, what does this actually mean after something is sold? Okay. How do we get to this point? You know, how, how, how does, how does the events track um, work to influence that sales track and to be able to see all these different pieces interacting. Um, it was, was fantastic. And so, um, I, I think that that's something that, I mean, obviously this isn't a, like an easy, oh, we're going to start doing it next week, but if there is that level of crossover, if there is something where, Hey, the sales team is going to learn, um, XYZ if they spend more time with the events team or the marketing team's going to learn a bit more if they can um, connect with, um, um, you know, that editorial team or, or that operations team. There's just so much. There's just so much we can, we can learn from each other um, in those sorts of environments. That reminds me of a um, conversation that we had uh, recently about how you can learn from um, the people that I think the example you gave was that you can learn from the people that you're trying to sell to. So on LinkedIn, you're obviously connected. You follow a lot of, uh, marketers like myself and yeah. you might notice some trends or you might notice some really interesting things that, that you then go and find more, uh, more, um, you know, information on, which in turn makes your job easier. So is in terms of, sorry, the lights just turned off. <laughs> it's not just like immersing yourself um physically amongst people it's also immersing yourselves 
digitally as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's, um, and that can be just a really great allegory of like how sales and marketing, you know, should work or, or could potentially reach, um, you know, reach a higher level. It's this conversation right here. Um, I'm in sales, you're in marketing. Yeah, it did not, it, it, the conversation and the the conversation that, that sparked this relationship and the subsequent conversations, you know, this doesn't necessarily lead to a one-to-one transfer in our, in our worlds, um, on, you know, on how we're gold individually. But the conversations that we have and the threads that we engage with and the other connections that we make, I mean, it, it can, you know, you can't really capture exactly everything, you know, how all of those pieces influence each other. I mean, but, but they do. It's, it's, it's your, your, you're taking part in a greater conversation. Um, you're learning more. You're, you're meeting new people. Heck, you, you live across the ocean from me. Um, and we only know each other, um, because of social media and the conversations that, that have built from, from that. And I, I think that can be an incredible tool, um, for anybody who's, you know, not just from a personal branding standpoint, but, but from that sales standpoint, what can you learn from, from the, the world and the conversations that are, that are happening around you? And then, you know, what can, how can you kind of capture that and use that to, to, um, influence what you're doing every day to, to help reach those, those goals and KPIs? And, and I guess you in connecting with people and posting and having conversations and things that could have been a few years ago, that would have been seen as a, a, a personal endeavor or something that you just did as a hobby or even, oh, that's, um, that's a bit, bit marketing, that bit of marketing that, isn't it? Now oh, they do social, they post. Whereas now we're seeing that sales uh, are starting to understand and adopt the, the methodology of posting online which has always i guess been seen as a bit of a marketing uh, yeah. tactic to make their jobs easier yeah and i mean it goes and this is this is funny because this is a conversation that i do have um with clients and then also just um you know like conversations like this it's you know, it's not to say that oh you know my um posting and, and engaging and commenting is going to completely replace my, my cold emails and cold calls. No, um, you know, there's still going to be a, a, anytime there's a, oh, this tactic is dead type of conversation. There's more to it, right? Nothing is ever truly dead. You can, you can be bad at outreach and you could be bad at cold calls. I mean, I've certainly had my share of, um, ones where I, did not hit the mark. Um, but they can, but, but all of these, all of these tools can really work together. I love, you know, joining a conversation and seeing somebody and saying, Oh, wow, this is a really cool company. I'm going to look it up. And then you start learning about it. Okay, great. I'm going to follow it now. Oh, they're posting this really cool content. Oh, wow. I bet again, I'm in lead generation. I bet this could actually work really well with this audience. You know, now there can be more of, you know, that not, 
you know, that warmer initiation or even just I feel like I have a better understanding of how I can potentially, you know, build a personal and um, and business relationship just by, you know, using all of those different opportunities. You know, it's not that, oh, um, social posting or personal branding is going to completely replace uh, traditional sales tactics, but can they influence and, and bolster? Oh, absolutely. So I guess uh, we've sort of covered a few of the, um, main benefits of that synergy between, um, marketing, uh, and sales, just in terms of that rapport, just in terms of that evolving the way that you're working, evolving the messaging that you're putting out, the tactics that you're using. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, are there any, um, other things that you've seen, any things that you do yourself, um, things that you've been party to, um, where you've thought that's a really, really nice way of sales and marketing being one team or sales and marketing working really strongly together. Yeah. Um, again, I've always like just personally in my career, I've always made an effort to, um, you know, have those conversations with the marketing team, um, learn, you know, see what makes them tick. Um, just, uh, just, to just learn more even about, about the product or, or the workplace. Um, so I, I, I think it really, I think it really comes down to that. It's just having that sort of curiosity, um, and, and seeing how you can, how you can help each other. Um, and again, it may not necessarily be that one-to-one goal, like, oh, I'm going to do this. And this is, you know, this is that direct, you know, I can see the road on how it's going to lead to, um, this outcome. Um, but it, but it goes a long way again in building that rapport. And, um, again, I sell the marketer. So I'm talking to my internal marketing team. I can learn a heck of a lot about like what matters, you know, what matters in your day to day. You know, what is, you know, I, I, that, that question, like what keeps you up at night? It's not personally one of um, my favorite um, sales questions, but how, you know, what is it? What, what is challenging right now? What is, what are you kind of worried about? What do you see? What are you excited? And if you can hear that um, and kind of that no pressure, um, low, low barrier um, way, again, talking to your colleagues, be fantastic. Yeah, and no, I, th- I think um, that the the point you were making about understanding, I think you, the question you said was um, what keeps you up at night, and it's, it's uh, understanding customer pains, isn't it? Um, yeah. And I think there's um, some sort of, um, I think there's a fact, um, it's only 13% of salespeople, uh, sorry, only 13% of buyers believe that salespeople truly understand their needs. And I think there's obviously a, a huge, you know, 87% uh, uh, opportunity to improve there. Um, but one of the ways that you're going to have a better understanding of your um, customers' needs is actually talking to people within your network or within your company that are potentially those customers or could potentially be those customers. So in your yeah. case, you would speak to the marketing team uh, and I would speak to the sales team. Um, which is marketing, speaking to sales about how to, um, you know, improve, get better, um, and in understanding the, the pains, um, 
we can increase our chance of winning, right? Yeah. And then also, um, I think I was spoiled in a way because I, I, I started my, my, my sales career in media. So I had so many brands and newsletters and events that I could just kind of take a peek at and see, okay, you know, what is, you know, what are the, what, what are the trending topics right now? Um, specifically healthcare IT is where I was, you know, what are these, what are, what are these trending topics? You know, what are, what are the editorial staff and what is the editorial staff writing about right now? Who are they interviewing? You know, and that, I mean, that is incredibly powerful too, um, because, you know, there's something to be said for that, that unbiased outlook that can come from an editorial team. So that is, um, and when I talk to new sales, new sales reps, that's something that I, I like kind of doing on the side um, through different online channels. Um, that's always my number one recommendation. What's your industry? Oh, my industry is cybersecurity. Great. Here's a list of publications that focus on the on cybersecurity professionals and just start reading. Sign up for the newsletters. You don't need to know absolutely everything, but get an idea for um, the big issues, because if you can go in and you can talk to um, if you get a call with that ICP at cybersecurity and you know that right now that, you know, um, that they're. Um, in the U.S., there's um, you know congressional movement around um, um, mitigating um, security breaches in healthcare. If you know that, and and you can, and 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 you can not necessarily parrot that back or relate it back to your client, but actually have that as a foundation. I mean, that's amazing. You can. You can you can ask better questions. Um, you can you can get a better idea of again what's happening around them because you know we're having these one to one conversations and they don't happen in a vacuum. It's what can you do to to make sure that you're not in this vacuum and you have um, you you just have more information and a better understanding of the world that that they they live in. You know, that can go a long way. That I think um, it's very uh, a very interesting uh, sort of thing you said there about the when you have a new sales um, rep come in, you you give them a list of um, relevant uh, publications so that they can immerse themselves in in that market. Um, and I guess those publications um, potentially would have been handled executed by a marketing team, unless we're talking. Um, I guess more meat print media or these old old school media houses. Is that what we're talking about? That more like those old school media houses, or are we talking about publications that have been put out by a marketing team? Yeah, so I, I mean both. Um, when I uh, old school publications and um, you know whether it's their their print form, which is going away, or that digital form, you know that editorial content, you can learn so much um, from that from from um you know from that type of content but also to your point um that marketing-led content that community-led content that social content you know they all play a part um you know sometimes that um, marketing-led content can be a little bit more um, not necessarily product focused but it can be a little bit more um 
um, niche in terms of, you know, what they want, what, what they're talking about and how it can be tied back to an organization. Whereas those, those old school media houses, you know, they're, they're pulling out unbiased content reports, interviews from, um, you know, leaders across the space and, you know, having both of those sources, you know, can, can be amazing. I mean, it's, 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 it's a difference of like, you know, getting that big scope and then cut and then also niching down to your specific area. If you can say, oh, well, these are the big trends again in cybersecurity. And then my organization is building content and researching around these more, um, you know, minutiae bits. You know, that's, <laughs> you, you can, you can use those to an incredible advantage. Um, you know, when, when, when talking to your, to your client or your internal teams. Yeah. And it's another great example of how, um, under, I guess, immersing yourself, I've used the word already, but immersing yourself mm -hmm. in that, um, that's uh, that sort of marketing world, that marketing content. And if you were completely closed off to like, oh, I'm not going to read those publications or I'm not going to, I'm not going to go and check out that blog or watch those videos that have been put out, then you're, closing yourself off to all these resources that are available to you that are going to make you um, a stronger salesperson. And, you know, ultimately, you know, you're going to be hitting that, that figure more quickly. So I think what uh, a sort of trend I'm noticing in the last sort of 30 minutes is that uh, communication on, on any level, whether that be physical communication, whether that be interaction online, whether that be um, communicating through content, is absolutely key in building better relationships between sales, marketing, um, CS, production, whatever department it is. But communication is absolutely essential. Yeah, and I mean, it, it sounds it sounds kind of simple, right? Um, <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds kind of funny, like ending on the like, "Hey, communication matters." Um, but it but it does, and the and then and there are the different levels. Um, I'm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I like being active on LinkedIn for some reason. Um, it is the platform that I feel the least um, um, inhibited. Um, I, 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 I will like jump on threads and it's like, oh, this is interesting. I'm going to add or oh, I'm going to ask a question here. Um, and uh, it's, it's uh, that that has been fantastic. Um, I, I love reading again, the, the blog and the blogs and the content that, that, um, the marketing team I work with puts out. Um, I, I've read, I've read your, your blog and I've, I've been following this podcast. It's, it's just, I, I think curiosity when you talk about your sales skills and, 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 um, soft skills that can get you far. I think curiosity is, is one of the key ones. And, you know, if you're not, if you're not curious and asking why or, or how, you know, I think you're kind of missing out. And that, that curiosity, that, um, that trait is something that ideally you want to be looking for in your marketers or your sales people, um, yeah. to, to fuel that, right. To fuel that, that ideal behavior that you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. And it, actually that came up on, a, um, one of, one of my colleagues had mentioned that, um, on a, on a call a couple of days ago, it's, um, you know, we all work with marketers and just by, just by, um, you know, the, the, the type of work 
the guys are doing. I mean, it just lends itself to being creative and cu- and, and curious. Um, and because it's, what, what are you doing? You're you're building something. You know, you're talking about something. You're 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 getting complete strangers excited about something that really have um, no business being excited about in 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 um, any other facet of their life. And that's really cool. Like tap into that. Now, I, I th- have you got a hard stop? Um, that, no. Uh, that, that you've. Sorry, I said that. I've, no, um, I don't actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Like I said, we we I can cut these little bits out where I ask um where I ask sort of like producer questions or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, I think we've gone um, sort of around the houses in talking about um, I guess different tactics or different. Um, different ways in which um, companies might be um, set up or that relationship between marketing and sales. But like I said, that the, the, the general theme that seems to be coming through here is that communication is key. So I guess the, the takeaway is that one of the best things that you could do um, if you work in marketing or, or in sales in order to improve that relationship is go and sit in each other's uh, areas permanently, if you can. And if you can't, then you need to be actively building that relationship uh, daily, weekly, whatever it is, so that you are on the same page, you're reading off the same hymn sheet, you're aiming for the same goals. So that as a cross-departmental function, as a company, you can be chasing that revenue figure that ultimately we're all here or we're all being paid to do. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Amazing. I think, um, unfortunately, I have got a hard stop, so we will have to uh, end this episode here. But I do um, want to say that this we're merely scratching the surface here, and I'm sure we will um, catch up tomorrow and talk about what we will be uh, sort of chatting about on on the next episode. And and I'm sure there is uh, plenty more to come. But um, no, th- thank you for the uh, 48-minute chat that we have had about um, that, that sort of relationship between marketing and sales. Um, but it, and it, it's been very interesting from, from my sort of side of things to, uh, to have that conversation. Yeah, of course. And I mean, I'm, I'm always willing to, to chat um, this or casually messages, whatever. It's, um, you know, that's how I got into sales. I think it's fun to just talk to different people and um, just share ideas. That's why I do it. <laughs> Brilliant. And that's a, a very nice sort of um, thing to say at the end is that <laughs> if when you're working in sales, it's great to chat and to be curious and to communicate, which is sort of what we've, um, what we seem to have uh, sort of touched on um, for the last, uh, what was it? 49 minutes now. 49 but, um, minutes no, now. Thank you yeah. for listening. Um, thank you for listening. Um, we will see you in the next episode and I'm sure you will see Kristen. Um, back on another episode as well. Awesome. Thank you, Jamie.